Welcome to the latest episode of NXT Talk, the show where we chat about all things NXT. We're your hosts, as always. I'm Boris, and I'm joined by Matt. Bonjour. How's everybody doing out there? We hope you're doing well, Boris. It's a cool and cloudy day in Toronto. Uh, I'm drinking a Mountain Dew Kickstart Fruit Punch. It's disgusting. My roommate is home making tacos. You know, life is good, Boris. The smell of tacos permeating the air. That sounds pretty fucking good if you you tell me. Nothing like uh, (laughs) uh, a relaxing afternoon, eating tacos, drinking whatever the fuck you're drinking, and (laughs) uh, just chilling. Yeah, this was like on sale at the uh, at the old shoppers drug mart. I can see why, because yeah, it's not very good. But every now and then, I'll buy like a cheap energy drink and crank it during the podcast and regret my decision, much like right now. <laughs> About the podcast or the drink? <laughs> well, no, the podcast will be fine. It was a decent NXT, a little on the boring side, a taped episode, but still pretty solid, all things considered. Definitely the drink. It tastes like uh, I don't even know. You know. Uh, just really bad candy. Like, it tastes like stale gummy worms or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of those energy drinks are just absolutely horrible, man. Uh, when I worked in the kitchen, so, like, I worked in a kitchen that got me through university. Um, at one point, I was opening the kitchen, doing opening prep, opening the restaurant, and then leaving and then coming back later in the day. And um, <clears throat> I used to drink a lot of energy drinks at that point. Uh, it was absolutely disgusting. I don't know how my heart is still beating sometimes like <laughs> oh, no. the amount of energy drinks that i used to drink the amount of coffee i used to drink the amount of like just that sort of stuff and i mean everything legal uh <laughs> you know just it, it, it's amazing that that i'm still running uh sometimes but like yeah like working in the restaurant was insane the whole point i'm trying to make is that I got very used to drinking energy drinks and like around like 2000, what, three till about eight when I worked there. Um, that was like the when, when, when every week there used to be like a new energy drink. So I would try all these different stuff and man, half of them tasted like complete ass. Funny enough, the best one is still probably Red Bull, like the one that I tolerate the most. Yeah, man, the OG, the Red Bull. I agree. I think that is probably the best one. It is definitely not Mountain Dew Fruit Punch Kickstart. I'll tell you that much right now. Yeah. But uh, have you ever, yeah, have man, you ever yeah. tried the like? Um, I, I think it's like the Crush sodas, but like the alcoholic versions. No, that sounds fantastic. I'll, I love me a Crush soda. Yeah, like I think I've tried the sour cream or not the sour cream the cream soda one sour cream yum the cream soda one that one was actually pretty good this is years ago like i think it was like 20 i want to say 17 18 when i tried it but i absolutely love those like pop pop shop or whatever that's called they also had like a quick uh alcoholic version of those which was really good tons of fun tons of uh flavors but uh there's yeah. like well what's the what's the uncle whatever uncle crackers <laughs> uncle fucker. soda yeah it's uncle fucker that's what it is <laughs> uncle fucker that's what it says on the can for sure Man, that's why we, sorry for swearing so much i'm like <laughs> i'm this is like the countdown of when boris is gonna burn out at this point like <laughs> oh no <laughs> no, it's yeah, not, it's, no it's not really it's just, i'm exhausted <laughs> it's been a crazy hectic week uh next week uh, another crazy hectic week back on the road again um but after that well the only thing keeping me home is dynamite nice and the party at the rhino exactly. Boris, 49 
Queen Street West. Yes. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. Yeah. See what happens when, when like, my camera is not working. And the reason why it's not working is just because, like, I'm disconnecting everything all the time. So it's, like, being a bitch right now. But, yeah, 1249 Queen Street West, Toronto, Ontario. Come one, come all. Uh, You know, no entrance fee. Get there while there's still space. Come early. We have special guests, very special guests, awesome prizes. Uh, the THT group uh, doing an awesome job helping us. Um, and and by us, it's the royal us. Really, Randy is doing all the legwork so, uh, and the Dark Side of the Elite guys. So huge thanks to THT and Dark Side of the Elite um, for 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 helping putting this on, uh, for 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 getting all the prizes, for you know lining up awesome guests, for lining up everything. They've been doing an amazing job, and honestly, I can say from everything that I've heard, it's a it's a it's a day you do not want to miss. Even if you are not going to Dynamite on the Wednesday, come down to the Rhino, twelve forty nine Queen Street West, and it's going to be a hell of a time. Like I like I've been saying, it is a celebration of wrestling, a bash at the bar. It's going to be an awesome time. Uh, you'll be meeting. The entire group from all three brands, uh, literally, I think the only person missing, well, two people missing from SNME, and that's Jason Agnew, and I think Brad the Dad, but everyone else is going to be there live and in person uh, in some shape, way, or form, and in different levels of sober. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, man, I cannot wait. It will be a great time for sure. Uh, yeah, and, and like you said, some special guests, perhaps some current title holders in the world of professional wrestling world champions important people yep exactly uh um, it's gonna be awesome honestly i'm really looking forward to it and again huge shout out to to randy and everyone else like really doing the legwork like you know i do what i am asked to do i found the location uh but they've been like really putting together the 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 itinerary and everything else that's going to be going on that day and honestly everything that i've seen it's going to be an amazing day that you do not want to miss whatsoever uh yeah it's going to be a great time and like i say i'm i'm honestly the thing i'm looking forward to the most is meeting the listeners like it's been way too long um and this is something that i know we've been wanting to do and like i like i mentioned earlier if this is a success this is something that we can start doing more of i have ideas there's certain things i want to do for pay-per-views um so yeah let, let's let's make this worth worthwhile in the sense of you know this being the beta project let's get this going it's going to be an awesome day i'm really looking forward to it man yeah man absolutely maybe live shows perhaps live watches during the pay-per-view we have a lot of ideas and yeah this is kind of the pilot the test run so the more people we can get out there the better we're also going to start talking about it you know on shows that aren't behind the paywall but uh you being a, a patron you're uh you're the person we're talking to the most here you know we appreciate your support at sunday night's main event radio and if you're in the Toronto area we'd love to see you come out wednesday afternoon Yep, 1 to 6 p.m., 1249, Queen Street West, the Rhino. Thanks to the Rhino staff and everyone. Um, but, yeah, the other thing I want to do before we really get started with things is hopefully everyone in the East Coast is safe with energy, um, you know, with, with loved ones, and everything is all okay over there. Sending much love to everyone on the East Coast. 100%. Yeah, man, absolutely. Stay safe. Hope you all have your electricity on or that it's coming back as soon as possible. And uh, 
yeah, hopefully we're the the worst is over with all the storms. Yep. So Matt, aside from tacos and shitty drinks, what's up? Oh, not too much, man. I'm just uh just hanging in there. Like I said, uh, not much has changed on the on the life front. Although the whole drama in the house has kind of died down, so that's Good. really nice. Just getting back to uh, the swing of things, man. Uh, you're where are you right now? You're in an undisclosed remote location in the woods from yep. some log cabin. Yep, a log cabin that barely has any energy. Uh, currently, it is 25 degrees Celsius and overcast where I am. So really, the weather's not much better where I am. Maybe a little warmer. But that's about it. But really looking forward to being home tomorrow. Um, fuck, even tomorrow. I, I forgot that I like I have a, a business dinner to get to. So it's like literally no 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 rest for the wicked at this point. <laughs> business dinner. That, that's that's fun, though. Yeah, it could be. It could be sometimes. Um, but yeah, tonight I'm covering dynamite for slam tomorrow i'm covering impact for slam because you know i have so much time to spare that i can take on these extra projects (laughs) when do you when do you have time to have a business dinner um when when i get back and between impact so impact's report might be going up a little late uh the business dinners don't last long typically right so so yeah fair uh, fair enough. I guess, yeah, you get your business handled and then your dinner handled. And, you get and the then I'm going to get my business handled after that. Hey, yo. Jeez. Jeez. Jesus. All right, Boris. Well, hey, congratulations. Even if I have to handle success. my own business, we'll see. <laughs> I'm a All right. Can we move on here? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm a busy guy. I'm talking about, like, I got to gotta log on to my computer, do my business. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what you, I don't know what you mean. Yes, tasks. Yes, you are a task-oriented fellow, Boris. A taskmaster. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We are okay. Uh, so I have some news items here for NXT. If we want to quickly go over that before we uh, get into the meat and potatoes of this year podcast. Sure. Let let let's talk some news. Let's talk some stuff because there's nothing we love more than avoiding talking NXT as much as humanly possible. <laughs> I love how that's still absolutely. a joke, even though I absolutely love the show. Okay, absolutely love the show. Too far. Um, I will st- say what I tell uh, the lady friend. I tolerate the show. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. You know, it's not. It's a it's a level above toleration at this point, but I I do think NXT is largely better. Although the last couple of weeks have kind of just been boring shows, just progressing storylines along. But that happens sometimes in wrestling. Anyway, here's a storyline that has been progressed. Gallus has been suspended. This is a kayfabe suspension, but Mark Coffey, Joe Coffey, and Wolfgang are now suspended due to their assaulting of officials and security guards on this episode that we're about to review. So that's the thing that's happening in storyline. I wonder if they're going home for a little bit. I wonder what the situation is there. I wouldn't be surprised if it's uh, visa stuff and paperwork that they have to do, right? Perhaps. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I would I, I would bet that it's something along those lines for one, if not all, of the group there. So yeah, just a little minor note, Gallus might be out of action for a month or so. We're going to see how long it is. But yeah, storyline suspension for the Gallus boys. Uh, Shawn Michaels was recently interviewed by My San Antonio, and he noted that WWE NXT is still reaching out to indie wrestlers and talent from Japan. Shawn Michaels says nothing is off the table in terms of WWE's talent scouting, Boris. So that is the first real public 
I guess Triple H has said some things in this realm too, but it's I, to me this is the first real public acknowledgement that WWE isn't just looking for college athletes and gymnasts and football players. They are very much still looking for wrestlers. Yeah, exactly. I think they have mentioned it a couple times, uh, but the, you know, like it, it, it's good getting these 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 confirmations and reassurances more than anything else, right? Like that, hey, they're they're they they are looking for people who actually know what how how to do what they do the most of. Absolutely, yeah. People who are uh, honing their craft and who respect wrestling and know wrestling and love wrestling. To that point, Boris, former New Japan wrestler Carl Fredericks has been spotted at the WWE Performance Center. So apparently this could be this could be a new NXT superstar, Carl Fredericks, former Young Lion, New Japan strong, notable. I like his work. I think he's really talented. It'd be cool to see him in NXT. I think that would be re- that's a nice little pickup. Like it's kind of like in the same realm of like the Alex Zane uh type of pickup, right? Like not Super well known, but known enough that, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it'll be cool. It'll be cool. Yes, 100%. So, yeah, that was basically all my uh, little news tidbits there for the NXT hardcores, little a couple things out there on the waiver wire, if you will. Yep, exactly. Um, so, that's really cool. Uh, yeah, shall we get into the show? NXT. Uh, I think it's the final 2.0. I guess we could call it NXT 1.5. It's kind of between 2.0 and the black and gold, but it will be the final rainbow branded episode of NXT September 27th, 2022. The show opens with your boy, Ilya Dragunov coming to the ring to cut a fiery, fiery babyface promo. Yep. It was a perfect way to start the show. Um, you know, the crowd has been awesome lately, and I'm really excited to kind of see how the crowd is going to be reacting moving forward because that's something that I've noticed, you've noticed, we've talked about, and it's the fact that the crowd has been so hot lately. And that just adds to it, right? 100%. They know these people. Ilya Dragunov comes out. He's doing his conductor gimmick, and the crowd is standing on their feet conducting the theme song along with Ilya Dragunov. So whether they know his entire history in NXT and have seen every, you know, match he's done, or they're just, you know, kind of monkey see monkey do, it doesn't matter. He's already being treated like a star. He's already coming across like a big deal on television. So great job by the crowd here. Yeah. And I think like that's a huge part of getting these people over, right? Like I just, I don't know whether it's a psychological thing or what, but like if you if you're watching TV and someone comes out, Ilya Dragunov, for example, and the crowd is doing the whole conductor thing with him as he's you know coming out, um, and the crowd is going crazy for them, and the commentators are doing a good job of putting people over, you just instantly like these people or hate these people depending on whether heels or faces, right? Like it's it's kind of funny how that works, right? And again, it's so simple. And it's crazy to see how often they get people get that wrong in the booking in modern day wrestling. Yeah, you're right, man. But it, uh, a good example at AEW of them getting this kind of thing right is the acclaimed, where they're getting yes. over organically, and you can see the crowd doing the scissors and chanting along, and they actually put the tag team titles on them. So 
Hats off to you, Tony Khan, and I, I kind of hope this ends up with Ilya Dragunov leaving with the NXT title to tell you the truth. But yeah, so Ilya Dragunov cuts his typical promo, which is more passion than, uh, you know, verbal skill, but that's fine. He is a, he's a fiery, intense man screaming into the microphone, spinning into the microphone, basically says that nobody thought he would be the man to dethrone Gunther Volta, but he chopped down that tree and he will be the one that defeats Braun Breaker. So you'd think that Braun Breaker would come out. But of course, J.D. McDonough comes out instead. The, uh, the uh, I don't even know. How, how do you describe J.D. McDonough in, in a phrase, in a sentence? A sick fuck. I guess that is it. I think that's the accepted nomenclature for J.D. McDonough these days. So yeah. J.D. McDonough enters the ring. Gets in Dragunov's face. Very intense stare down. Uh, Dragunov uh, reminds JD McDonough that they had a match. Loser leaves town in NXT UK. And that McDonough lost and he had to leave town. McDonough responds by saying, sure, but in that match, I beat you up so bad that you had to relinquish the NXT UK title. Which isn't entirely true. Dragunov did defend the title once or twice after that match, in fact. But... I guess the storyline is that he was officially injured by JD in that match. So there you go. Yep. And I, again, I go back to what I've been saying for weeks, and that's the fact that everything is in canon. If something happens somewhere in the WWE universe, it's going to be mentioned now. Like it's part of your history. 100% love that. And yeah, this is all part of a of one big universe, which makes every show more important. It's It's just perfectly fine man it's just what wrestling should have been this entire time so yes Braun Breaker does come out the NXT champion welcomes Ilya Dragunov to NXT says he knew he would see him eventually calls him a warrior but says that this NXT title isn't going anywhere he is the ace of the brand he didn't say that but he may as well have JD McDonough pipes up so he is the number one contender he says he has a good idea the crowd starts chanting triple threat but J.D. McDonough says, no, no, we won't be having any of that. Why don't you two goons beat the crap out of each other and I'll pick your bones? Braun Breaker laughs at this and says he's got an idea. He thinks that right now J.D. McDonough has a 33 and a third <laughs> chance of winning, which you have to love. Have to love that line. Little shout out to Uncle Scotty. And uh, he lets the crowd finish. He says, we're going to have a triple puts the microphone up to the crowd. They yell threat. And there it is. Braun Breaker versus Ilya Dragunov versus JD McDonough. Triple threat match for the NXT title at Halloween Havoc. Yep. I love this. Like overall, this is again, very simple, but they told a good story, told us that there's history, that this Ilya Dragunov character is super important, right? It also kind of puts over Gunther. Like in, in a weird way, because it's like Gunther, it was this unstoppable force in NXT UK, and this is the, the chap that unseated him, right? So I'm just loving the various aspects of the storytelling. And then you have, like you said, our ace of NXT 2.0, Braun Breaker kind of putting everything together and, 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 and you know, being a fighting champion. Yes, wrapping it up all in a neat little package, Boris. I, I did like this a lot. It was pretty good. It wasn't as good as like, you know, the Sami Zayn promo from SmackDown or anything. Oh, yeah. Didn't blow my did not blow my socks off, 
But it was, it was, yeah, it was a great way to set up the main event and tell you the history of these two characters who are wrestling Braun Breaker in a nice, concise little way. In like five, ten minutes, they told you everything you need to know about JD and about Elia. So very good. Yep, agreed. All right, we head backstage. There is a brawl. Gallus boys and Briggs and Jensen, they're fighting. That's going to be handled in a pub fight in the main event. NXT champion Mandy Rose, your women's champion, heading to the ring. Toxic attraction, doing their thing. Uh, So that is our first match. Non-title NXT women's champion Mandy Rose versus Fallon Henley. Yeah. This match was all right for what it was. Yeah, it, was it was short. It was, right? It was short. Yes. Uh, no surprise who was going to win. And uh, what, what what can you say, right? I think this match was essentially a setup for the post-match shenanigans. Uh, not shenanigans, but the post-match stuff. The post-match story with Miss Fire. Yeah, perfectly fine match. Put the champion over. Mandy Rose gets a little bit of ring time. The finish of this match comes when Fallon Henley attempts a DDT. Mandy Rose kind of like pancakes her off, basically throws her off into a, uh, I don't know, a flapjack position sort of situation. And then as Fallon Henley is coming to her feet, Mandy hits her with the kiss by a rose, which is the V trigger, the bicycle knee bomb, wins this match clean as a whistle. Pretty average, exactly what you would uh, expect here, Boris. Yeah, agreed. Um, So, I think this is the time to address this. I think we liked it last week. We are going to be moving the the ratings to the end of the show. Yeah, I kind of like doing the the ratings all at the end. We might even get a theme song for it. But yeah, so we're going to move the rating portion to the end of the show. Especially when I'm uh, doing... Uh, play by play instead of color it's a little easier for me too so yes ratings at the end possibly from now on maybe just for the next couple weeks while we try it out yep exactly all right so let's talk about miss fire and her fiery promo yes yes pyromaniac alba fire after the match so mandy rose cuts a quick promo a quick out of breath promo on alba fire Says, uh, basically, how dare you challenge me? I'm friggin' Mandy Rose. I run this shit on two continents. And Albafire interrupts Rose's promo. Says she's not much for verbal warnings. She's more of a visual gal. And she lights the ground on fire. And the ground spells out, hashtag and new, Boris. So vibes of Dennis from Always Sunny lighting the ground on fire. (laughs) Yeah, that was hilarious. Uh, you know what? I knew you were going to say that, actually. <laughs> I had to. You know me yeah. too well, Boris. I'm a simple man uh, with with simple tastes. But yeah, so that, per- perfectly fine little bit of pro wrestling here. I am I am pretty pumped for Alba Fire versus Mandy Rose. That could be a pretty good match. Yep, exactly. I, I'm, I'm, it- I think it should be fine. Um, and at this point, it just, you know, it's going to be the most random person to beat Mandy Rose, too. I agree. Well, it might be Alba. It might be Alba at Halloween Havoc. Isn't it crazy, though, man? And we've made this point a little bit before, but isn't it crazy that Mandy Rose has gone to the point where we're excited to see her in these matches? We're like, oh, I can't wait. It's going to be a good match. You know? Yeah. It, it, re- it reminds me of when Nikki Bella actually got really good there near the end of her career you know agreed agreed like say what you want right like i know people are laughing but like 
actually watch her. No, she's good. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, actually watch her matches, right? Like, they're good. Her her finisher looks really good, actually. Absolutely, man. Like, she's figured out how to be a, a an interesting, dominant heel. She's, like, athletic enough. She plays the part. I don't know. I like it. It's like a new take on Gorgeous George or something. You know what I mean? Except she's more vicious. She's less of, like, a coward. It, it's dope. Yep, exactly. All right, so a new Apollo Crews vision. We see his vision. We see uh, his bloody eye. And uh, Apollo Crews is still coming for Grayson Waller. Their bad blood has not healed yet. Yeah, this was fine. You know? It, yeah, it was all right. Yeah. That's a Raven stuff. I'm just, I, I'm not a huge fan of, but whatever. Give him something. Yeah, we've. To do. Exactly. We've seen it before. Uh, you had to air this, though, because Grayson's response was yes. necessary on the show. That oh, was 100%. awesome. Yeah. Grayson Waller, great promo. Uh, next up, Wesley makes his entrance with uh, Quinn, the King Crusher Molitor, who comes up with uh, Hulk's hands. Uh, Quinn Molitor is a Connor's Cure uh member there so yeah it was, it's always really nice when they, when they do the entrance with the connor's cure kids and this was a really nice one wesley with quinn the crusher molitor the king crusher molitor sorry boris coming out with hulk hands yeah that, that was pretty cool I, I like this stuff like it just like puts a smile to a face it can make a some with a you know a glass eye tear yeah man exactly right yeah it just just a little bit of heartwarming stuff, and it's just really nice for the kids, if nothing else. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Even if exactly. you're like, whatever, if you're going to be cynical about it, just don't pay attention for two Wrestling minutes. Wrestling fans cynical? Nah. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine such a thing? No. Nah. So uh, back from commercial, Zion Quinn is backstage. He confronts Ilya Dragunov, says he's not really impressed with what Dragunov's done, which uh, actually the heel announcer, Wade Barrett, is going to call out in their match later, which I thought was actually pretty impressive. Uh, because Wade Barrett is a student of the game after all. So yeah, Zion Quinn says he doesn't care what Dragonoff has accomplished, doesn't care who he's beaten. Zion Quinn is gonna make his name by beating Ilya Dragonoff tonight. And Dragonoff basically laughs him off and says, All right, kid, bring it on. Yeah, man, Zion Quinn, I just really don't care about this guy. He's just not very interesting. There's you know, not honestly one hundred percent. That singing segment completely ruined him for me. I, I I believe it, man. He's just he just doesn't have anything. He's not very interesting. That definitely that singing segment ruined his baby face push because they made him a heel not long after that. And as a heel, he doesn't. What's his what's his hook? What's his thing? He gets what in does people's he do? faces and loses matches. That's literally all he does. Dope. <laughs> yeah, Which man, whatever. That's... You know what? You know what? That's fine. If that's what he's there for, cool. But it just, I don't know. I just, I don't see him moving forward. Yeah, I, I, I don't see a path for him. He needs to figure something out right now because he is, he is just stagnated. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that brings us, that brings us to our next match. Wesley versus Tony D'Angelo for a chance to qualify for the North American title ladder match at Halloween Havoc. So uh, Tony D'Angelo gets injured in this match. It ends via ref stoppage. That's the real story here. It did go through a commercial break, but the first part was a lot of stalling. They went to commercial. They were just starting to get going, and then injury ref stoppage match over Wesley wins. Yeah. Kind of came out of nowhere, right? 
Like, yeah. You know, so the, for, the, so <sighs> the issue I have here, and, and we'll get to the end in a second, but the issue I had with this match was I feel like the commer- like for a pre-taped show, you can put commercials almost anywhere you want. And I just feel like they picked the most awkward spot that completely took the wind out of the entire match. They really didn't need to show us the first part. They could have just immediately done the injury, like not yep. show us. Because the, the match really was just stalling, 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 and then injury. Yep. Exactly. So the, actual, the actual spot where Tony got injured, it looked like he took a drop toehold into the middle turnbuckle. And yeah. for somehow that... Fucked his leg up. I don't know if when he was like kneeling down to take the bump, he just like knelt weird or like whatever it was. But yeah, uh, he tried to stand up after eating the middle turnbuckle, and that was when his knee was hurt. So and it, it was yeah. This was is strange. a legit injury too, right? Like let let's make that clear. This is legit. So yes. the editing of all this was just very awkward and weird. Maybe they maybe they tried to edit, and it's like, well, this is the best we can do to you know make West even Wesley look half decent right like i don't know yeah yeah absolutely because it would have been a pretty big win for wesley i assume wesley was going to win this match regardless of yeah the injury so yeah anyway unfortunately it was it was a weird choice to air as much of it as they did and yeah just just didn't come together because tony d'angelo got hurt so hopefully d'angelo is okay uh no word on what the injury actually is hopefully he just tweaked his knee and he's fine agreed agreed all right, next up, this was pretty hilarious. Uh, a day in the life of pretty deadly. Wasn't uh, Mackenzie Mitchell first with Carmelo Hayes and Trick? Oh, shit, sorry. I, I totally missed that in, in oh, the notes. Of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> of course you're going to ignore the hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling. <laughs> Son of oh, a bitch. Oh, that's... That is hilarious. <laughs> well, very good. Boris, do you want to take this one? Yes, of course. The hardest working reporter in all of professional <laughs> wrestling. Mackenzie Mitchell interviews Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams uh, talking about Wesley getting another chance at the title. Melo talks about how he smashed Wesley's head in a locker before. Uh, this is when Oro Mensa shows up, said he's looking forward to the ladder match. Melo says he respects Oro's drop. Melo said at Halloween Havoc, it's every man for themselves. And Oro said he's looking forward to it. So that's, uh, I liked it. I liked the, 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 the back and forth between the two. I'm a fan of Ashton Carter. So yeah, let's, let's do this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. My anti-McKenzie agenda has been clear for some time. No shit. No, had- <laughs> what did she ever do to you? <laughs> no, but I, I did like this promo. I, I just totally missed it. But I like watched it. I don't know how I just missed it in my notes or did I delete it or something. I don't know where it went. But yes, <laughs> uh, I I like that Carmelo said, "Hey, like you can hang out with me if you want. You know, I can you can take some lessons from the champ." Just totally condescending to Oro Mensa. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you're right. The next major vignette was one of my favorite things in the 2.0 era. Yeah, this is hilarious. A day in the life of pretty deadly. And so, th- th- hold on before you before you get to that. Um, it's funny because I have my finger up, telling you to like, hey, I want to get a point in, but yeah, <laughs> you cannot see me. All right. Um, this is why I love pretty deadly. Like, this is the reason why, like. I've been team pretty deadly since the NXT UK days. Absolutely. Like, okay, so are they the Young Bucks in the ring? No. I'll tell you this. 
the Young Bucks have never done anything this entertaining outside of the ring. Including outside of a wrestling match. Yep. Agreed. And 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 look, I know we're gonna uh, I don't even want to say it, but yeah, I'm gonna say it. And I'm including their internet shows. Oh, absolutely. BTE fucking sucks. I hate it. I'll say that to anyone who's listening. I hate it. It sucks. It's not funny. It's not entertaining. I fucking hate it. I don't mean I hate the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks are great. They're great professional wrestlers in the ring. <laughs> their promos suck and their internet show is fucking terrible. Also, they aided and abetted a rapist for, what, 10 years? Five years? Joey Ryan? That's a real thing. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Pretty, <laughs> Pretty deadly. deadly. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, bills still suck. Leafs still suck. Let's just get all the hate in here while we can. What else? Calgary, what other hot Edmonton takes do we have? Same city. You hate Mackenzie Mitchell. I uh, don't hate Mackenzie Mitchell. Calgary and Edmonton. What's the difference? <laughs> oh, oh, and Action Bronson is a piece of crap. Ah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I can neither confer, uh, confirm nor deny those reports, Boris. I bet you he is. And that wraps up the we're going to drop you guys <laughs> section of the show. The beef hour. Yeah. Yes. Beef Boris and Madman Matt. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this pretty deadly thing. Honestly, nothing we can say will do it justice. They're hilarious. They're trying on outfits. It's a day in their life. And, uh, yeah, you got to you gotta check it out. You got to go watch it. Pretty deadly. They're the new uh, they're Rick the Model Martel with his tag team partner, Rick the Model Martel. They're yeah, a new, they're, uh, they're essentially Brizango doing the gimmick right. That's that's harsh but fair. Harsh but fair, boys. Oh, I'll grant you that one. Two of them still have jobs. Cluck, cluck, cluck. <laughs> You're clucking hard over there today. By God. So uh, add Brizango to the list of people we have beef with on this podcast. I, actually, I love Brizango. It just, but like, it's like they've been able to just. Pull it off. I don't know whether it's NXT or what, but like they've just been able to do this better, for lack of a better term. I think, I think they're more original. They're funnier in their own way. Like uh, Breeze and uh, Breeze and Fandango are like funnier in a traditional sense. Yeah. In like like they could write better scripts, and if you know what I mean, like. Their comic timing is probably better, but Pretty Deadly is funnier in a professional wrestling sense. Like they're Edge a funnier and act. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. That's a great way to put it. Like I don't so, think like, yeah. either of those two are actually funny people, but in a wrestling in a wrestling skit, they know how to pull it off. I think Edge and Christian are decently funny, but yeah, like I would Tyler Breeze, I would watch like a comedy sketch that he wrote, or if he tried to do stand up, I would watch like a two, five minute set. Yeah. I think he's genuinely like could write pretty funny comedy sketches. He's like, he's a different kind of funny. Tyler breeze was this pretty deadly is just absolutely classic eighties professional wrestling to the T and I friggin' love it. It's so good. You have to check out this day in the life of Pretty Deadly Segment. I'm positive it will be all over Twitter, all over the YouTubes. Go find it. It is worth your time. And the gimmick I love the most is their side play checks. Yeah, the side play check, absolutely. That's what I mean, man. That's all you need. You need a little catchphrase, a little gimmick, something for the crowd to get behind. These guys are brilliant. Brilliant backstage performers here. Yep. All right. You're 
your next match, the debut of Saul Ruka, surfer gal. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, uh, this would have been, this debut would have hit a lot harder if we didn't already have Tiffany Stratton, man. She's just, she's Tiffany Stratton with a surfboard. She's Tiffany Stratton meets uh, Nikita Lyons. She is. We said it last week, but she absolutely is, man. She's interesting in the ring. Lots of gymnastics. A whole lot of gymnastics. Like Very basically similar everything to she Stratton, does. Right? Like it's, yes. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah, it's it's uncanny um how similar their offense is. Everything she does is preceded by a flip or a cartwheel or a double flip or by standing on her head. Her finishing move is a front flip double leg drop to the back of her opponent, in this case, Amari Miller. So, yeah, Sol Ruka wins a, uh, a a debut that would have been better under different circumstances, I think. A live show, for example. Yes, fair. Absolutely. Yep. So, yeah, she is uh, Yeah, also she is from Oregon. The uh, University of Oregon is uh, Sol Ruka. Oregon, Pac-12, represent (laughs) what's left of it. Maybe the only school that will be left in Pac-12. Yeah, it's going to be the Pac-1, and it's the the Ducks. The Wolf Pack. (laughs) By God, the Pack of One? The Baron Corbin of, anyways, (laughs) please go on. Baron Corbin University. I love it. So Gallus is backstage. They get in a fight with security. One of the Gallus boys headbutts a security guard. These Gallus brothers, man, they're mean. They're some bad guys. I'm loving because they really are turning them into the new APA. Yeah, big time. Uh, that that's yeah. They are they're definitely like soccer hooligans right now, but they have like a a bar affinity. Anyway, yep. Okay, so this might have been the best match on the show. Depends how you feel about hardcore matches. If you're not one for the weapons, this was the best match on the show. Joe Gacy versus Cameron Grimes. Good stuff here. You know, said it before, and I'll say it again. The schism might be, like, just absolutely saddled with one of the worst gimmicks in all professional wrestling. But all three guys are so good in the ring. All three guys can absolutely go. The former Grizzled Young veterans, Rip Fowler and Jagger Reed, along with Joe Gacy, who say what you will about Gacy, man. He's got a certified banger as his theme song. I love the Joe Gacy theme song. I dig it. I listened to it in the shower this morning. Ew. (laughs) I did the same thing with Ariana Grace's theme the other day. (laughs) (laughs) Taking care. TCB, taking care of business, Matt. Every day for us, taking care of business every day. Continue. Uh, so Joe Gacy versus Cameron Grimes, a very, very good, entertaining, hard-hitting professional wrestling match between two guys who have beef, who have been feuding for a while. I loved the action. I hated the finish. It was a pretty lazy, dumb finish. Agreed. Agreed. So, but, so. <sighs> You know, this is this is my issue with NXT 2.0, right? Like everything in the middle, if that's not the opener or the main event, just seems lazy sometimes. Like that's my one complaint of of how NXT's been, and I hope that with the rebrand moving forward, they can clean that up. But it's just like, you know, we and I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that like they're not putting any effort into some of these endings. 
And yeah, yeah I know and an injury happened with uh, Tony D, but like this is a second match that kind of just just happened and ended. Hundred percent. Yeah. So the well, I'll tell you exactly what happened with the finish. All three members of the schism are running around all willy nilly. Both members of the dyad, the former grizzled young veterans, are in the ring at one point. Uh, I believe it is Jagger actually almost attacks Cameron Grimes. Grimes throws Jagger away. And as he is literally making physical contact with another man who's not in the match, Joe Gacy starts his handspring. And the, uh, the timing of this was really nice. Cameron Grimes turns around into the clothesline, one, two, three. But it just should have been a disqualification, what, seven times before the finish happened? Yeah, this wasn't just a weird match. Of note, though, I'm interested to kind of see. Have you noticed that, like, masked person that's been kind of in the background of Joe Gacy's stuff yes. recently? Um, they even noticed. showed up at a house show, um, and they did something at a house show. So, you know, I'm loving these Easter eggs with the recent product. Yes, WWE's answer to Kip Sabian. If you look in the background of Joe Gacy's matches, there is a follower there is a follower lurking in the crowd and sometimes like out and about in Joe Gacy promos and such. Boris, the word on the street is the rumors are this follower is your girl Isla Dawn. Yep. Yep. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, I can see that. I can see that. All right. Jesus Christ. This is a, this is a horny episode. We need a cold shower on this episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> It was getting a little creepy at the end there. Just a little bit. I can see bit. it. Go. Continue. Listener, you, you run the podcast. Hit that 15 seconds back and tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Joe Gacy wins this with the upside down world is officially what his clothesline. The, the Tajiri style springboard into a lariat that is now known officially as the upside down world. So, this is my issue outside of the end of the match is that it appears that this feud is continuing. Yeah, for sure. It's continuing a hundred percent. That that was not a blow off. That was step one of a uh, three or four match feud. Yep. All right. Grayson Waller promo. Yet oh, again. I thought you were going to skip this. <laughs> yeah. The hardest working reporter at all of professional wrestling. Yeah. Girl. Mackenzie Mitchell is with Grayson Waller who is, just losing his mind about Apollo Cruz's vision. Was that real? How did we see that? Why can we see what he's thinking? Oh, that's fine. It's fine. I'm going to hire some extra security to protect myself. And Mackenzie says, well, if you're so scared, why don't you just not show up to work? <laughs> like it's like, you know what I mean? And he's like, no, 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 no. I have Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade booked for the Grayson Waller effect. You know how much we're going to pop next week. They blah, blah, blah. Talking about ratings, talking about how, Many people wanted to see that confrontation, so he has to come. He can't deprive the people of Grayson Waller, but he's scared of this no-good Apollo Crews. Just an excellent promo. Grayson you know, Waller's great. He's so great. I This reminded me of a Lucha Underground promo. And by that, I mean the fact that they, you know, everyone's breaking the fourth wall and acknowledging the fact that we're all seeing what Apollo yeah. Crews is seeing. Absolutely. Yeah. There was a little, little wink and a nod behind this one, which I love. If you're going to do something as silly as the Apollo Crews thing and Grayson Waller is supposed to understand it and be scared of it. I like that. You actually had the character going, what the fuck is going on? Why can't yeah. I see this? Ah, I'm terrified. And this is let very me be spooky. 
very articulate when I say this. I love the sass that Mackenzie Mitchell has. <laughs> Mackenzie Mitchell is quite sassy, just like yeah, she has no time for Grayson Waller yeah. at all. And, she is and, she is seeing this guy's shtick and she's over it. I love it. Yeah, and like, like this is how all of your your backstage announcers need to be. Just give them a bit of a of a character, right? Like, and it just uh, it just adds to the overall presentation. Uh, yeah, she's got moxie for sure. She definitely has some moxie. Uh, absolutely. Next up, a match between some ladies with some moxie. Boris, Caden Carter versus Nikita Lyons. So when Naomi wrestles. Or uh, lots of people in the past, Rikishi, Kelly Kelly, have had something known as booty-based offense, Boris, where your ass is an offensive weapon or uh, a major part of your presentation, at least. And I think Nikita Lyons and Caden Carter are two of the foremost booty-based offense wrestlers in all of professional wrestling today. Yes, I agreed. Just to add to the absolute horniness of this episode. But yeah, no, this uh, this was a pretty good match, actually. Both of these guys are incredible. Both of these gals, incredible wrestlers for their level of experience. Uh, Nikita, especially. Actually, Caden has sneaky been in NXT for a very long time. But still, in terms of who she's working, where she's working, Caden Carter's actually pretty damn good. I like her a lot. Nikita Lyons, I think, is tremendous for her level of experience. So unsurprisingly... A pretty damn solid match with a surprising finish. Nikita Lyons wins with her finishing move clean in the middle of the ring. Yep, 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 yep. Fine match. Not shocked at the ending myself, but fine match indeed. Yes, uh, Vic Joseph says this match had a lot of hype online. I'm just wondering what subreddits Vic Joseph is on. (laughs) Bigbootylishesgals.com or slash... (laughs) Whatever. R, yeah, R slash. Yeah, yeah R yeah. slash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I'm actually checking if this is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus H. Um, here was a funny little promo. Chase University doing a pep rally. Uh, I guess it was supposed to be on the campus of Chase U, which is just the backyard of the performance center, which is pretty funny. So a reporter named Dave. Boris, a reporter named Dave, asks Andre Chase a question that Chase does not like. Chase goes off on this reporter, asks Dave who he's ever beaten, what towns he's ever made, makes a joke about star ratings, and uh, tells Dave it was a a teachable moment. So this was a little shot at Dave Meltzer, friend of the show here at SNME Radio. I thought this was a bit of fun. I wonder what Dave has to say about it. I I thought this was hilarious. Like, again, like, how long has it been since WWE acknowledged the fact that there are things outside of their own universe, right? Oh, it's it's super rare, but increasingly less rare in the Triple H era. It was, yeah, it was just a lot of fun to see this. And uh, I I forget what the movie is, but there's an old movie where, like, I think Clint Eastwood uh, a character that Clint Eastwood plays like brutally murders a character that looks like Pauline Kale, who is a, a movie critic. And it, the, the character was a movie critic. Anyway, it was like really gross. Uh, you know what I mean? And that was like really off putting. There's a way to do this that is absolutely disgusting and off putting, but there's a way to do it that's really kind of nice and fun. 
And it's kind of like, oh, like that was just a bit of fun. Like they weren't making fun of Dave, really. They were a little bit, but in a nice way, in like a welcoming way. They were uh, laughing with him, not at him. You know? Yeah. They could look. Dave could have done so much worse, and we all know it. Also, speaking of discussing off-putting or nice and whatever, R slash Big Booty Girl, Big Booty T Girl is a thing. Big Booty T Girl on Reddit is a thing. <laughs> that doesn't shock me in the least. We could spend a whole podcast going down that wormhole. Oh, uh, man, that's a podcast. The various pages <laughs> of Reddit. Uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> and then we get arrested in three weeks. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. Uh, all right. Next up, a vignette featuring Nathan Fraser focusing on his success as a football star or soccer player if you're North American. So he's talking about how now he's in extra time, Boris. He's in match three of his best of three series against Axiom. And it's been made clear that the winner of match three will actually advance to the ladder match at Halloween Havoc. So that's pretty interesting. I wonder if it ends in a draw. Um, I don't know, man. I was gonna ask you who do you think is gonna win? I oh man, who I don't like that's a tough call. Like it would suck for either of these guys to not be part of that match. Yes, it would. I think Fraser's getting a slightly stronger push. I think for example, this vignette. I think Fraser's going to win if I had to choose one. Right now, my official prediction is they somehow draw time limit, double count out maybe, and they both end up in the ladder match because they both should be in it. I agree there, um, like in the fact that they both should be in it. But I don't know, man. I think you're right. I think Nathan Fraser is going to get it. Um, he's been seem, He seems to be getting more hype. He seems to be getting more like overall build. Uh, but it just sucks, like knowing that you know a kid is not going to be in that match. Sorry, Axiom. Uh, yes, yes, the uh, math-based superhero Axiom. Yeah. Next up, proof that Ilya Dragunov is one of the best wrestlers alive. Ilya Dragunov versus yes, yes, exactly <laughs> right, brother. Ilya Dragunov versus Zion Quinn. The story of this match is Ilya Dragunov dragging a man, kicking and screaming, to a really good wrestling match. Some Two would say he's Ilya Dragunoving. Drag it, dra <laughs> oh fuck! I screwed it up. Continue with the show. Sorry. <laughs> no, thank you. That was I. That was that was worth it. That was pretty good. I like that one. Uh, so yeah, Dragonov uh, just drags Zion Quinn kicking and screaming to a good match. Two things stood out to me here. The first of which is, you know who Ilya Dragonov is, Boris? He's the new he who shall not be named. He's the new Chris Benoit in oh. terms of pure intensity in the yeah. ring. He's the first guy since Benoit who makes me like. Fear for his opponent, which is a weird thing to say about somebody who was a murderer. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> but like, well, Ben Woman, this show's gonna wrestle. need some heavy edits. Oh my god! <laughs> or hear me out, zero edits. But yeah, like Benoit versus David Flair. Have you ever seen that match? Yes, with ben I Benoit? remember he that just, match well. Holy Christ! Oh dear, sweet David Flair. Oh man. Uh, yeah, just, just, yeah, Chris Benoit would, if you weren't ready for an intense physical battle with Chris Benoit, that guy would eat you alive. Yeah. And Dragunov has a little bit of that, man. Dragunov's coming at you at 125 miles an hour. And yeah. Zion Quinn, Zion Quinn had to wrestle the match of his life just to keep up with this guy. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, Ilya Dragunov, his offense also scares me because he just literally launches himself headfirst yes. into you half the time. He's he's a little bit of a Darby Allen in that way. It's not yes. as crazy as Darby because he's not he's not jumping off the fucking the lighting rig through five tables. You know what I mean? But he is throwing himself, throwing caution to the wind at all times. Yeah, yeah. Ilya Dragunov is so good. If this is the first time. That you've seen Ilya Dragunov, which I'm sure if you're listening to this show, it's not. But if it is, honestly, what a what a wave, what an introduction to Ilya Dragunov. Yeah, like holy shit, this guy had a good match with this clown. <laughs> uh yeah, the second thing that stood out to me is like when you watch uh JD McDonough wrestle, even Tyler Bate to some extent, you see how small they are. You see how small they are versus their opponent. Dragunov was much smaller than Zion Quinn. Yeah. He didn't look smaller. You know what I mean? It's his wrestling style is such, and he wrestles with such passion, such fire, and he's so intense in there. And he's he's such a, a, a water bug in there. He's moving all over the place. It never looks like he's small. He wrestles like a giant. He grows in front of your eyes almost. You know what I mean? Like you never see the size discrepancy in a Dragonov match. If anything, it helps him. Well, this is the thing that gets to me, right? Unless you point out the fact that wrestler ABC is small, you're not going to realize when they're actually wrestling because it's very rare that the two guys are like in in a position where you can actually tell the difference, right, in height. Um, so that's why, like, it, it gets to me when someone says, oh, this person is small. Like, you know, all the internet jokes about Adam Cole, right? Until it was pointed out, no one, no one gave a shit. Yeah, man, I agree with that wholeheartedly, buddy. I don't think it matters that much. But having said that, I'm still a little iffy about the future of, you know, the Ilya Dragunovs, the the Tyler Bates, the Johnny Garganos of the world, just because you just never know how accepting the crowd is going to be. Because, like, at the end of the day, a lot of people who watch WWE are still accustomed to Vince's WWE. That's true. And there will be a learning period. But I'll tell you this, man. I'm not worried about dragging off one iota. Not 1% worried about Ilya Dragunov. Hey, Chris Benoit was world champion. Eddie Guerrero was world champion. Dragunov is at that level. In the ring. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say, but Eddie Guerrero, which is like he had, he, he, he was a total package, right? Like he had it all. Yes. He could speak and wrestle. Yes, and go heel, baby face, and do literally everything. Like, yeah, technical wrestling, high flying, brawl, literally, literally everything. Yeah, Dragunov doesn't have that. That, but what I mean is, in terms of like, are you a good enough wrestler that the crowd would completely ignore all of your size discrepancies? Yes, I think he has hit that yeah. level. Man, I was just thinking, my top two wrestlers of all time are Owen Hart and Eddie Guerrero. Like Jesus, that's pretty good top two. Yeah, it's a pretty good top two. I think my top two of all time are Macho Man Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, I can see that for sure. I think Macho Man would who would be number three. That's a that's a show we should have someday. Yeah, our personal top top whatever. This is why I cannot do color, and this is why I need to do the show because I get so easily distracted. (laughs) I like it though. And lots of awkward silence. <laughs> no, I thought you were. I thought you were building to something. I thought you were coming out with something else. Are, are you done? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's. I'm just oh, saying. Dang, I'm, I'm annoying. I'm <laughs> doing my thing. I'm literally doing my thing, as 
not oh jesus oh, literally God. oh no not no, literally i'm doing my own for thing Christ while you sake. talk waiting for my so, in to talk but hey you can continue with the show anytime go ahead so you're hit you're hitting me with the full louis ck right now is what you're telling me lash legend and wendy chu <laughs> sit down promo boris um this was all right i thought this was actually the lash legend is excellent she's really good promo that's that's for sure she's not good in the ring She's really good on the old microphone. Wendy Chu, ah, I hate the character so much that it distracts me it's the from the fact that it's the character. It's the character. She is she is uh, talented. She's confident, but it's the character. The character, I just it bugs me so damn much that I can't give it any time of day. I just can't. Yeah, the Kitty Chu, the Wendy Chu, who, like, whatever you want to say, like, I just don't like that character of Wendy Chu because it takes away from everything that made Karen Q awesome. Yes, absolutely. Like, it, it, she's finding her voice a little bit. Wendy says that the Lights Out match versus Tiffany Stratton proved that when she gets down to business, she can kick some ass and she can, you know, she can be a real professional wrestler. Lash Legend says, I don't care. If you see this boot coming, I don't care if you don't see this boot coming. I don't care about your little nap time and your little onesie. I'm Lash Legend. I'm going to kick your head off and win this match. So I liked it. This was actually pretty good, though I have no time for Wendy Chu. Yep, agreed. It was good. But again, like this is someone It's just like despite their character, you still don't mind them. Exactly. Exactly right. Wow, <laughs> this next match. Brutus Creed oh. versus Damon Kemp. Yeah. Boy, so this, yeah, this was a ton of fun. Sloppier than all hell. These, This is two bulls in a china shop just, just beating the heck out of each other. Suplexes, some good mat wrestling. Uh, the, the match is just building to a nice crescendo. When Damon Kemp yet again grabs a chair, it beats the shit out of Brutus Creed with a steel chair. For the second week in a row, Damon Kemp lays waste to a Creed brother with a chair. Man, yeah. I haven't seen a chair beat down like this in a while. This was like WrestleMania 17, Austin beating the crap out of a, out of the rock with a chair, level yeah. chair beat up. <laughs> like, I'm just watching this. I'm like, holy crap. Like, this is insane. Like... Damon Kemp, I really like Damon Kemp, and like, yeah, I I really want to see where they're going with this character. I hope he doesn't like have this long ass program with the Creeds, because uh, they don't not no one needs it. But I want to see where they go with Damon Kemp. Their work together has been so entertaining so far. I do want to see them go a little while, but I agree that they don't kind of need to be against each other. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic, but it has been working for sure. So, uh, yeah, man, Damon Kemp, it's a little, he's still very new. Obviously it's a little paint by numbers. He's like yelling, shut your mouth, shut up to the crowd. Just very day one, uh, nineties wrestling heel, but he's entertaining on it. He's, he's figuring out the, the ups and downs of the wrestling business, figuring out how to be a wrestler on the fly here. Yep. Um, I was able to find the YouTube video of uh, Damon Kemp versus Brutus Creed in college. Oh, the actual wrestling, There's an actual the wrestling match? Wrestling college video uh, of, of them going at it. It's the match that Damon Kemp referenced in his, uh, in his coming out uh, promo. 
Nice, nice, man. Yeah, post that on the uh, on the Facebook thread or the Twitter or whatever of this uh, this here podcast. Yep, we'll do. Awesome. So yeah, the story of this match it was really good for four or five minutes. There was a long hold in here, but yeah, they're they're new wrestlers and just the the absolute barrage of chair shots rained down upon Brutus Creed. Oh my god! Yeah, it was crazy, and it went for a while too, uh, even after the match. Yes, yeah, you went on for a bit. Oh, backstage promo with the super diva Quincy Elliott and Saga. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I love these random uh, like, like uh, pairings that they're doing with backstage segments. 100%. Yeah, it's fun to see just random characters interact like this. So uh, the Quincy Elliott, the super diva, gives Sanga a little pep talk here. Says, man, you don't need to worry. Like, you're Sanga. Like, I'm Quincy Elliott. I got enough diva positivity for everybody. You just got to get out there and keep doing your thing. And Sanga says, you know what? I usually give out the advice, but this week I needed some advice. Thank you, brother. And he walks away. There was a nice little moment between Sanga and the super diva Quincy Elliott. Zion Quinn walks by selling because he just got obliterated by Elliot Dragunov. And referencing last week, uh, Quincy Elliott tells Zion Quinn that he did watch some tape of Zion Quinn. And he's got to tell him he doesn't see the X factor there at all. Laughs. Actually says the words tee hee and leaves. Walks out on Zion Quinn. I love the Quincy Elliott character. Same, yeah. There's a there's a there's a little bit of Boris in, in Quincy Elliott. Just uh, not the super diva factor, but the uh, fuck you to your face factor. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what's hilarious? Uh, uh, That's a compliment. I'm taking that as a pure compliment. <laughs> like, thank you for I understanding me. <laughs> Oh, oh my god oh. So we are still backstage We see Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark Walking uh, Nikita Lyons talking Says she is going to win the women's tag team titles You saw it here They just pinned one half of the tag team champions And it's not going to be any different When they challenge for the belts But then they run into Toxic Attraction Who say that the belts looked better on them And that Zoe and Nikita are not ready uh, Mandy Rose, thank God, starts speaking. Best promo here by far. Says, uh, ladies, there's one problem. There's three of you or two of you and three of us. At that moment, a huge fire explosion happens. Everyone jumps back. By God, what's going on? Well, it's Alba Fire, pyromaniac. And she says, the odds have been evened. So next week, it is a trios match, Boris. It is Toxic Attraction versus Alba Fire. Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark. Yeah, I think that'll be fun. What I'm looking forward to the most next week, though, is the state of the Commonwealth. Yes, next week we will also see a state of the Commonwealth address from your NXT Tag Team Champions, Pretty Deadly. We also have another pretty good promo, the Grayson Waller effect with Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade. That's going to be fun. We have two North American ladder match qualifying uh, situations. Uh, we have Andre Chase versus Von Wagner for one spot, and we have match three in the series: Axiom versus Nathan Fraser for the second and final spot. Yep. Next week's show seems promo heavy, 
but also like okay because you have pretty deadly you have the the grayson waller talk show the waller effect whatever it's called and then you have a bunch of matches so like man it, it, i'm i'm curious to see how they time the matches versus the promos same absolutely it's kind of cool that wrestling shows are advertising promos i like when uh aew goes you know Eddie Kingston addresses his enemies or Chris Jericho will speak, you know, like I like that stuff. Yeah, sure. Uh, all right. So this was my choice for match of the night. I bet you it wouldn't be everyone's because a lot of people don't have time for the hardcore match. The weapons filled brawl. We see it a lot in wrestling, especially in AEW. And there wasn't any blood. There wasn't anything like that. But I did think this was an awesome wild brawl. The pub fight, Boris Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen versus Mark Coffey and Wolfgang. Yeah, this match was fun. I I enjoyed this match overall. Yeah, I thought it was really good. You know what really impressed me in this match was the selling of Brooks Jensen. This was the most Brooks has ever looked like a wrestler. This is the best Brooks has ever looked in a ring. I thought this was a really good night for Brooks Jensen. You yeah. got to be fair. Got to be I was fair. Gonna make he, a, he looked awesome in this match. I was going to make a joke. But honestly, I'm going to give him credit. He really did look really uh, acceptable, half-decent, tolerable in this match. Yes, yeah, tolerable is is the, not even fair. I think he was... No, he was good. Argue. No, honestly, he was, he was good. He was good He was overall. like the like, highlight. He was like the highlight of the match, man. He was like selling his ass off. He was like, you know, dragging on the referee, begging for mercy. Like, I thought he did a really good job. I, I really was impressed. You do realize that Brooks Jensen's going to be like both of our favorite wrestler in like two years. I don't realize that. I think that is incorrect. <laughs> $50 says that Brooks oh, Jensen will be both of our favorite wrestlers in two years. All right, I'm taking that bet. You heard it here first. You owe me $50 on September 28th, 2024. <laughs> no, baby, I'm open to the idea, buddy. We'll see. We shall find out. I'll tell you, uh, it didn't happen, but he moved up in my rankings on this night. He's no longer dead last. I'll tell you that, man. Yeah, it's almost the Brooks Jensen line. Ooh, not yet, but we're getting close. <laughs> we need to... We need to rename the line, though. That's good. That's, is it the Wolfgang line, Boris? No, I don't think it's the Wolfgang line. I think Wolfgang's better no. than than okay. that. Okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah. So basically, the uh, this is hey, this is a hardcore match. You've seen hardcore matches before. It was a good take on a tag team hardcore match. The uh, finish comes when Briggs and Jensen shatter beer mugs on Mark Coffee and Wolfgang. They sell that really well. Joe Coffey runs in at that moment, despite being banned, but no bother. He takes a double big boot through a table. That was pretty dope. Uh, also, Wolfgang stumbles to his feet. He is hip-tossed through a table. Uh, Mark Coffey stumbles to his feet. He is thrown upside down into a trash can. Classic wrestling spot. Everyone laughs at that. He gets up out of the trash can, can still on his head, and walks into the high-low combination the double lariat and brooks jensen gets the win pins joe coffee brooks jensen great night here never thought i'd see the day boris right um yeah this match was a lot of fun like it really was good uh brooks jensen let's give him the mvp of this match uh this was a lot of fun uh what 11 minutes overall this this was fun this was exactly yeah. what it needed to be um and yeah sure let's 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 go with it and if this is what like pg hardcore matches are gonna be then i'm, I'm for it 
I'm okay with it. It was, yeah, perfectly fine main event to a decent NXT show. So, yeah, Halloween Havoc, October 22nd, Saturday, uh, 2022. We have two matches official for the NXT men's title. We have Braun Breaker versus Dragunov versus J.D. McDonough. For the North American title, we have Carmelo Hayes versus Oro Mensa versus Wesley versus one of Andre Chase or Von Wagner versus one of Axiom or Nathan Fraser. That will be a ladder match for the North American title. We're also for sure going to have, uh, I would say, Mandy Rose versus Alba Fire. That's pretty much set in stone. Um, one last thing, Boris. We got some ratings to dish out. Yeah, let's 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 go through that. All right. Uh, cool. So first things first, Mandy Rose versus Fallon Henley non-title match. Thought it was pretty average overall. Uh, we're going to do a pub theme for this this year episode of NXT. So let's go two and a half rhinos. 1249 Queen Street West out of five for this one. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Sounds about right. 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 Average match, I would say. Yep. At best, right? Like, yeah. I think it was at best, but sure. Uh, Wesley versus Tony D'Angelo. Unfortunately, you couldn't go higher than one Nazareth bar out of five. It was a bad match. No fault of their own, but it was what it was. Agreed. It, was, it, was, it wasn't good at all. No. Saul Ruka versus Amari Miller. Again, I would, I would say, and I'd have to put it right on the line, pretty average debut. It would have been a lot better if we didn't see Saul Ruka Jr., uh, Tiffany Stratton for the last year in NXT, right? So two and a half reposado bars out of five for this one. Yep. Um, the odds of them ending up in a tag team, very high in my opinion. Great call. 100% agree. Um, next up, Joe Gacy versus Cameron Grimes. Could be the match of the night. Quite enjoyed this one. Joe Gacy, good wrestler in the ring. Can't argue that. We're going to go three and a half real sports bars out of five for this one, Boris. Yep. Agreed. I I, I dig that. I dig that. I can live with that. Nikita Lyons versus Caden Carter. Perhaps I was... Uh, you know, influenced by the booty-based offense in this match, but I'm going to go three track and fields out of five for this one. I thought it was above average. Pretty good match. Yeah, it, this one was fine. Like, it wasn't, like, both of these women are super talented. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah especially Nikita for her uh, time spent in the ring. Yeah. And Kaden, just like she's been there for so long that you kind of forget that how good she actually is. Yes, agreed. Well put. Ilya Dragunov versus Zion Quinn. Tough match to rate. I think at three stars, it's probably the worst match of Ilya Dragunov's career and the best of Zion's. <laughs> well, that's the issue, right? Like, it's you literally have, like, one of the best wrestlers in the ring today and Zion Quinn. <laughs> exactly right. It would have been, yeah, yeah, there was an obvious joke there. I respect that you didn't do it. But yeah, we're going to go three Birreria Volos out of this one. That's a good bar if you've never been to Barvolo. it. Oh, I love Barvolo. Uh, yes. Great, great place. Great place. He used to go there on, I believe it was Tuesdays or Wednesdays. They had deals all the time. Nice, nice, nice. Um, next up, man, you know what we got to do here. Uh, Brutus Creed versus Damon Kemp. We're going sneaky D's for this one. You can't call this an average match. You either thought it was 
like weird and bad and they spent too much time in holds or you thought it was awesome and chaotic other than the two minute chin lock and it was a lot of fun i thought it was awesome and chaotic and a lot of fun we're gonna go three sneaky d's out of five best nachos in the city yep greatest nachos of the city oh man i can go for some actually oh that, that's that would be unbelievable actually. um but- Honestly, I got to be 100% honest. I thought you were going to use uh, Sneaky D for the Nikita Lions Kane and Carter match. Just just saying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh Anyways, I, I also have, have ratings to chat about because we're recording late in the day. We actually have ratings. Uh, NXT Wait, wait. Average. I still have the main event. Oh, shit. I, I forgot about that. Oh, That's fine. Yeah. I had to get my, my Sneaky D joke in too early. <laughs> God damn it. Missed my cue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, uh, you fucking, you blew so it too eager. early, Boris. <laughs> I, yeah, juice. Insert, uh, whatever, you know. Insert pre, no, was... you know. Go. Just go, please. <laughs> Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen versus the Gallus boys, Mark Coffey and Wolfgang in a pub rules match. Three and a half tall boys craft beer houses out of five for this one. Possibly match of the night. Good stuff. Best yeah. match best performance of brooks jansen's career by a, a fucking wide wide canyon yeah agreed oh man i am sorry to our listeners i'm just like this is, <laughs> i am so sorry today. we're oh, we're something today all right well that was a good one that was a lot of fun boris will get back behind the wheel next week i am sure I, for the first i do have ratings we still have one last thing to do white and gold episode oh yeah ratings hit me hit me like i literally stalled the show and interrupted you then you interrupted me on the interruption <laughs> and forgot why i interrupted you that did happen. I'm sweating profusely. I'm ready to wrap this thing up. But go rate on. Rate, rant about the ratings. So NXT got eight, uh, 800, please. 660,000 viewers on the USA Network, down 4.1% from last week. It's the lowest audience total since August 9th. In the 18 to 49 demo, NXT finished 14th uh, with a 0.16 rating. That's up, though, 6.7% from last week and ties the best rating in that category since August august 16th now doesn't that sound weird right they're like overall ratings down key demo up think of the regular uh demographic for wwe do you know what the number one channel was on cable last night fox the weather channel oh makes a lot of sense yeah crazy huh yeah it is it is absolutely crazy so to summarize, NXT increases its demo audience but falls in overall viewership. That's uh, it, yeah, it's interesting. But uh, we're going into the white and gold era, so I think you could pretty much throw this rating into the trash. It doesn't really mean too much. Exactly, it's a throwaway rating, kind of like this entire show. So we might as well end it with a throwaway <laughs> gimmick. He's Matt. I'm Boris. Stay tranquilo. Let's get out of here. This song is a banger. Yeah. I- That was a mess.